0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps> this is Your Welcome America Presents. Search for the next doll. Don't ya. I am your host, Fraser. Fraser like Razor and you may notice that i am here all by myself so my co-host ben has actually gone to check on the your welcome america servers just to make sure everything's running properly and as we all know they are located on a barge on international waters between the us and the uk so he's going to be gone for a few weeks and you are stuck with just me so i decided in my infinite wisdom without ben what i'm going to do is recap the entire all eight episodes of the 2007 reality show Pussycat Dolls Presents, Search for the Next Doll. I do think that me being alone and doing this is going to be a documented kind of diary of someone going slowly insane, talking to themselves. So enjoy that everyone, and please, you know, send help when when needed. So this show aired in 2007. In America, it aired on the CW back in the UK, it was on T4, shout out to my UK T4 viewers. And I saw on Wikipedia, it was also on channel 10 in Australia, sorry Australians, I think I fucked that up. And basically it's a reality show searching for a new member of the Pussycat Dolls, which is very strange, already six of them, why would you add another person and have seven? I guess to make money and make people like the Pussycat Dolls more, who knows. What I will say is this I think this show came out after I left uni I think it was like very in the early days of when I left uni and I was very very invested in this and the follow up show uh, Girlicious, the, with the new girl band that was made we will talk about Girlicious at another occasion so let's just get into it otherwise it's going to be way too much of me just talking to myself <laughs> Work 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 Don't dance like this, was like Now the competition me. really begins. So it opens on a nice big, kind of glossy opening with uh, Mark McGrath, <laughs> 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 which is already funny, doing a voiceover talking about all the things that the Pussy Galdols have achieved at this point. He says that they've released six singles. Now, I don't want to call Mark McGrath a liar until this show, uh, I looked and it said that the first six singles released are Sway, Don'tcha, Stick With You, Beep Buttons, I Don't Need a Man. But I think in this show, they're including Wait a Minute. So I think what they're actually doing is doing a bit of erasure and pretending that Sway was never a single. According to Wikipedia, it was a goddamn single. Speaking of Sway, at uni me and my friend Caroline were obsessed with the beginning of it, where it's like, da." anyway, so these are the songs that, uh, minus sway, these are the songs that you're going to hear, I think, five billion times on every episode of this show, but then, weirdly, it says the executive producer is Muk G. Now, my brain is telling me because it's broken and these are the only things that i know that McGee was the executive producer of the charlie's angels reboots with uh, Cameron diaz and drew barrymore and lucy lu so i'm like when did they come out did McGee make this show as well as charlie's angels it's just a lot for one one genius to produce <laughs> anyway and we have some kind of opening titles yada 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 okay So we open up on the Warner Grand Theater. Now I had to Google this because I was like, I've never heard of this theater, but we're getting a lot of establishing shots of Hollywood, California here in Los Angeles. Not even LA, Hollywood. So I was like, I've never seen the Warner Grand Theater in Hollywood. I Googled it. It's in Long Beach. Long Beach is not close to Hollywood. I'm telling you. That's like having a show that's very like London-centric and then suddenly being at like a theatre in Milton Keynes and then being like, hey, look, we're we're in glamorous London. We're in the West End, but you're in like Milton Keynes. No offence to anyone from Milton Keynes, but it's the best equivalent I could think of. So first of all, we know these poor girls are in Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark McGrath and his very strange nostrils come out. He's got very tiny, very tiny little nostrils, I noticed. I don't really remember much about Mark McGrath. I feel like Sugar Ray never really had anything in the UK. You know, feel free. I've got no one to counter me on that. So I I guess tell me if you think that they were popular. I feel like I just remember that song that was like, Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. And that was Crazy Town. So that's not even Sugar Ray. And then the only other people I can think of are LFO. Remember Remember LFO? i like girls who wear abercrombie and fit chinese food makes me sick what a strange song I wonder what they're doing so we kind of find out that this whole thing is being masterminded by robin anton and she is the person who created the Pussygat dolls i think her brother is another executive producer on this as well and then this is kind of the weird part of this show so obviously we're so used to seeing reality competition shows especially about singing people from like the very early audition stages. We're so used to seeing that being like your introduction to each kind of character on the show is like they get their big audition moment because this is 2007 and we're just fucking flying by the seat of our pants. They just show the actual early auditions in like a very quick montage. We see a lot of girls like doing the splits in crop tops in what looks to be horrendous hotel function rooms. <laughs> they seem to have draped a blue piece of fabric, but not framed the shots properly. So you can see the edge of the fabric and then like the folding tables and chairs that have been like tucked away in the conference room in the corner. And all these poor girls in like waist belts, like trying to do cartwheels and being like, oh, don't ya, oh, don't ya, baby, don't ya." Also, I am recording this in my apartment and <laughs> I do worry that I'm sitting quite close to my door, my front door, and I do worry that people in my building, but they're going to be passing in the corridor, they're going to be hearing this kind of descent into insanity that I'm doing, but hey ho, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, and in this in this shot, we'd see a lot of people trying to sing Stick With You, which I have to say, is a really good song. <laughs> I mean, the whole song's kind of boring, but it's all worth it just for that bit in the middle, like the middle part moment where she's like, and I, and baby, I'm with you, baby, I'm with you. Don't you worry about people nagging about, everyone's strapping because there's going to be a lot of me singing by myself. <laughs> what we're going to be seeing on the show is the semi-finals onwards. So Mark McGrath comes out and he's like, welcome to Hollywood, which is a huge lie. He should have said, welcome to Long Beach. And then basically they're all standing on the stage at the Warner Grand Theater in LA's glitzy Hollywood Long Beach. And, you know, the girls are all screaming. They're really excited. I I think everyone's wearing a crop top. I did make a note that just says, did I see a ruched crop trouser? Which I think is like a kind of a Yeah, almost like a Venetian blind trouser, but it was cropped. So it was like a pedal pusher. And I think the girl was wearing it with black stiletto heels. (laughs) 2007 was such a strange time. I feel like everyone in the show is wearing like five belts, like a hat with like another belt attached to it. And then everything's cropped. I mean, we'll get into the outfits and the performances later, but there is a girl who's definitely wearing Britney's Me Against the Music outfit. But I don't know if that song had even been released yet and we'll find out. So we get, like, a a glimpse into some of the girls that we're going to be meeting. So there's Brittany, age 20, from Virginia Beach. She's all about female empowerment. I don't really know what else to say about her. Then, (laughs) Then we meet the star of this episode, Angelia. I'm obsessed with Angelia. She, you know, spoiler alert, is only in this episode, but good god, does she pack a punch. She's age 20 from a place called Tom's River in New Jersey. while she's talking, she's talking about like, you know, how she's always wanted to be famous, yada, yada. They inexplicably flash up this picture of her standing back to back with, I think, a Michael Jackson impersonator. Not the, maybe not the real Michael Jackson. And it's never referenced again. I was like, Angelia, what are you doing? Are you part of like a Michael Jackson tribute act? But then who are you? Because there was Michael Jackson. Then she was kind of standing with him. Is she Janet? I mean, this is 2007, so maybe she was Janet. Uh Uh-oh. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with Angelia. She is a lot. Then we take a wild turn with a girl called Sandra who just right out of the gate just talks about the fact that her whole family died in a plane crash that she was meant to be on. That is super intense. And there's a lot of like whiplash moments with her throughout this where she brings up her family dying in a plane crash and it's really sad and like not the kind of thing that should be talked about on a search for the next Pussycat Doll show. And then I think the other girl we meet is Asia who's only 18 and she is a teenage mother. So that's her whole thing. Now I will say I have seen this show so I do actually know who wins in quote marks, but I'm gonna just keep that information to myself and pretend that I'm watching this for the first time. Okay, so day one starts with a lie. Shots of Sunset Boulevard. I know that... I I don't know my geography too well in LA, but I know that Sunset Boulevard does not reach all the way down to Long Beach. Okay? So you cannot tell me these are shots of Sunset Boulevard and we're in Long Beach. Okay? Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The girls, you know, there's uh, some fun. One of the girls burping. Another girl, she's old. She's 24. She says she's an old lady. Whatever. So then they get to... The girls are all kind of gathered in a function room and robin anton comes in and she comes in so there's the the kind of musical director john beasley okay i got very confused trying to look up john beasley apparently there's also someone in the purge called john beasley so who knows i think he i think our one that we're meeting is he was like a musical director on this show and maybe american idol i like to think that he was very versatile and he's also in the purge (laughs) so there's, there's him obviously robin anton and then we see mikey minden mikey 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 now mikey's been on my radar for quite a few years because of this show okay i knew this this guy trip tropping around with the pussycat dolls and as you may or may not know listeners of this show i am a huge real housewives fan so then when erica jane joined real housewives of beverly hills a few years ago she was like oh this is my choreographer you know musical director i don't know what i don't know what he does for erica jane because she's apparently a pop star so he swept into the scene and then mikey became a kind of tertiary character on real house of beverly hills and um he's uh, he's still clinging on actually even though erica is literally going down in flames on this current season which is Ru-ha-huff. so it's good to see mikey again so robin reveals that they're going to be split into three different groups uh, all kind of 18 of them and they're going to have three different songs which they're going to kind of learn to sing and do the choreography for and then perform it after three days of kind of rehearsal so the songs are <laughs> the songs are buttons <laughs> i don't need a man and looking for your hot stuff maybe i need it uh, so they're gonna be the three songs and they kind of all get divided up i couldn't keep up with who everyone was i feel like about five different people are called melissa Um, So there's Melissa S, Melissa R, Melissa G, Melissa X. So whatever, everyone's called Melissa. We get introduced to Chelsea. Her kind of backstory is that she lost a lot of weight and that she can't dance. Then we get to meet a character with a name that I found confounding. Shantae. (laughs) Shantae, spelled S-H-A-U-N-T-A-E. Shantae, Shantae. (laughs) I don't really, I, I couldn't, I know Shantae was telling us her kind of backstory, which I think might have been sad, but I was completely blinded by the fact that she was wearing like a sideways, almost completely off to the side, Baker Boy hat that had a brooch on the top of it. (laughs) Oh my god, why is it every show we do people are wearing Baker Boy hats? I guess it's because we're obsessed with the mid-2000s, so that's why. So we start with the Hot Stuff group doing choreography, Melissa Something, does tells a huge lie and says that she's like, even though Mike is gay, I think he's really sexy. It's like, Melissa, babes, you don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being mean. I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is that Mike is wearing one of those, remember those black skull scarves that everyone had at a certain point in 2007, 2006? Kind of a long drapey, like, s- scarf with, like, white skulls on it. Oh, guys, my neighbors are leaving their house. I don't want them to hear me talking about Mikey Minton. <laughs> uh, so we see that girl called Mariella. I think that's her name. She she does like a uh, some kind of leg split. I just wrote the, the note, come on, Mariella. <laughs> Let me get to meet the true queen of my heart, Cicely. <laughs> Cicely, uh, she kind of talks about how she used to be in a, a punk rock band that she quit to do Search for the Next Doll. I've got a lot of time for Sicily. She's the one that said that she's old and she's 24. But I did like in her thing that it said that she was from Long Beach. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think the production even had to pay to get a car for Sicily. I think she was just like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll walk to the theater. It's just around the corner. Uh, My next note just says, Shantae is wearing three bracelets and cropped sweatpants with heels. (laughs) So yeah, she was wearing like a a tracksuit bottom or sweatpants, as they are called in America. Yeah, with like a... I think they were elasticated so that they were kind of cropped. And... She's wearing them with black stiletto heels, which is fair enough. I actually think it's pretty smart because you want to be comfortable when you're doing choreo, but you need to remember that you're going to be performing in heels. So it's actually, so actually, I don't know why I made that snarky note about Chante. She knows exactly what she's doing. The next group they cut to is I Don't Need a Man. And I really just wrote down, what a song. Many moons ago, I was at a children's birthday party (laughs) back in the UK and uh, Inexplicably, me and two friends were at this children's birthday party and we were playing songs and, you know, entertaining these young children. So we put on I Don't Need a Man and we proceeded to tell these young girls, who I think we were maybe four or five, we were telling them it was a very important song and they needed to learn that they didn't need a man to complete them. <laughs> so there you go, influencing and shaping the next generation with the song I Don't Need a Man what a great song that uh, we find out this is where chelsea kind of admits that she can't dance so they kind of start doing the choreo and then uh-oh angelia my girl angelia she's not feeling so well she's looking a bit faint mikey is not happy about it he's like Ugh, i can't deal with fainting girls Ugh, whatever so at this point angelia who definitely has COVID, by the way and i think is patient zero for covid as we find out in the rest of this episode she can't stand up anymore to do the choreo so she <laughs> sits on the floor like collapses and then they just show her doing like the choreo but from the floor <laughs> no, i'm sorry but that is a fucking professional okay she's like how did not even manage to make it happen just like sprawled on the floor dying but those arms are still moving that's what the Pussycat cat dolls would do okay Tell me they wouldn't. Next, we go into kind of the music room, which is clearly the fun- another function room of the hotel where they've like dragged a piano. And it's the group that are doing buttons. And I'm sorry, but there is nothing funnier than hearing... The melody of buttons being played on a piano. That poor guy was literally like, dun, 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 dun. dun. You've been saying all the right things all night long. It's like the most clumpy, clumpy song. Like, oh, let's hear a lovely piano arrangement of buttons. (laughs) Very reminiscent of when my friend Charlie accidentally downloaded a piano version of Whip My Hair by Willow Smith. (laughs) it's just like I've definitely talked about that on this podcast before but it feels worth mentioning again (laughs) you've not lived until you've had the piano version of whip my hair (laughs) this is also where they show Sandra she's kind of fucking up like she basically can't get the melody to that bit that I was singing (tongue) you've been saying all the right things all night long and they're like oh you don't have the melody there really isn't a melody. It's literally like, but I guess, you know, who am I to argue with the greats? The the, the great music writers and songwriters that came up with buttons and they kind of round out that, that day's performance back with the Hot Stuff group and really it's all about how Mikey is just berating <laughs> poor Shantae and, and saying that she hasn't got what the other girls have in that group. <laughs> poor Shantae i tell you what she does have. And that's a Baker Boy hat with a brooch on it. Do you have one of them, Mikey Minden? I don't think you do. So shut your fucking face, okay? And leave Shantae alone. So they basically, at this point, clearly kind of sequestered these poor girls in a, like, ropey hotel in Long Beach. Yeah, I feel like I saw, like, a, a Marriott, like a, a Courtyard Marriott or something. These, these poor girls are definitely all being, like, performing here and sleeping here because basically we get some like evening footage and all the groups are you know they've gone back to their rooms and they're all gonna kind of rehearse together there's a lot of singing into water bottles happening looking for your hard stuff baby i need it those poor people in the courtyard marriott in long beach imagine if you were there for like a conference and you were just like oh fucking hell all i've heard is five, (laughs) five women catawalling a very strange version of Hot Stuff by Donna Summer through the wall of my hotel room at the Courtyard Marriott. Um, and then basically this really is where my queen, Sicily shows what she's made of. She's like, I'm going to bed. I'm 24, okay? I'm old and I'm going to bed because I'm going to rest my voice because I'm in a rock band and I know that you should rest your instrument. And the other girl's like, ah, Cicely's such a bitch. She's going to bed. Oh. Now, let me tell you something. Back in the day, I remember watching this and I was like, oh, Sicily, what a bitch. She's going to bed. Now I'm, you know, around the age 24. Now I'm as old as Sicily at 24. She's right. They should go to bed. Staying up until like 4 a.m. doing choreography is going to make you literally insane. This is when we know. This is when we get sown some seeds. So we come back on day two. And this is when they start sowing the seeds that something dark is coming. Something wicked this way comes. You know, they show one of the groups um, kind of standing at the piano singing, yada yada, and the door opens. Angelia walks in. Now, at this point, we're living in a world with a literal airborne virus (laughs) going around. And we're like, you know, not in rooms together or wearing masks, all this kind of shit. Angelia, she just strolls into that hotel conference room. I mean, she doesn't stand that close to the girl, so I'll give her that she's, you know, addressing some kind of six-foot thing. She just like strolls in and she's like, hey guys, I've got a virus. (laughs) And all the other girls are so disgusted. Especially that girl, I think she's called Anastasia, the really tall one. She's like, is it contagious? (laughs) And again, I think back in the day, I was like, wow, that girl's a real bitch. She's really not supporting that girl that has a virus. And now, obviously, knowing what we know, 2020, 2021, it's like, oh yeah, she has a virus. She's got to go. Like, she's, they should just get rid. And by by that, I mean she should be dead. <laughs> so day three, which I've actually called day three, the plague. <laughs> so this is when Cicely's group, the ones that are doing hot stuff, they're all rehearsing and they sound really, really bad. And then they're all like, um, well, actually, it's because, like, one of the members wouldn't stay up until, like, 4 a.m. singing hot stuff with this. And Cicely, quite rightly, my queen Cicely, is like, uh, no. That's the reason I can sing this morning and none of the rest of you can because I went to bed. I'm sorry, she's right. They're all damn fools. Melissa this and and Susan that and you know, whatever all their names are. I just only know Cicely's name. (laughs) Cicely, Angelia and Shantae. They're the only names that burnt into my mind after this episode. So Robin, at this point, Robin came in and I seriously thought she was coming in to like step in and be like, hey, 24 year old hag, you old, old woman. I can't believe you went to bed. I thought it was going to be this whole big scene where she was kind of like, going to talk about like, you need to be a group, you're this, this, and this, and this. No, no, no. She just announces that they're all going to go and spread whatever viruses they all have at a Pussycat doll show. She tells them they have 15 minutes to get ready and they basically all run screaming out of the conference room. And Robin Hunter just <laughs> screams after them, look cute. No crimped hair. I was like, crimped hair? Who's crimping their hair? Were people crimping their hair in 2007? I thought crimping was really 90s. I guess people are probably crimping their hair again now, but like, I feel like 2007, it was just like, no crimping, it was like extreme straighteners. You weren't weren't nobody unless you had an extremely poker straight kind of glossy mane, maybe with some stripey kind of badger highlights in it as well. So they kind of, at this point, they go and show them all at the Pussycat Dolls show somewhere in LA, who knows. And they keep cutting back to poor old Angelia, who's just, (laughs) she's got her glasses on, she's in bed, patient zero of this virus. (laughs) So then the girls actually, a part of this is they get to meet the Pussycat Dolls after the show. A very, very small dressing room. I mean, there's already six Pussycat Dolls and then, like, I don't know, 17 potential dolls all crammed in this dressing room. Again, a really great situation to be spreading a virus. (laughs) At this point, Nicole inexplicably says, like, welcome to LA, or as we like to call it, Pussycat Doll Land. (laughs) Now, I can tell you, obviously, I wasn't here in 2007, but... I have not heard anyone refer to it as Pussycat Doll Land just yet. I mean, I might start doing it, I guess. Nicole Scherzinger, where does she live right now? The UK? Or does she live in like the south of France? I don't know. I know Ashley Roberts lives in the UK and Kimberly, whatever her name is, for the Pussycat Dolls. I think she also lives in the UK now as well. I wonder what Melody is doing. Anyway. <laughs> so they, as they're, as the, oh my God, this is so dark. So they start, they're leaving the show. One of the girls, I think she's called Jamie. She's like, oh, tell you what. I'm not feeling so great. <laughs> they just follow her into the toilet and just have a straight up just like a shot of her vomiting in the toilet, which is really nice. So Jamie's down. Then at this point, they cut to this other girl who we've not heard hide nor hair of. I think she's called Ava. Just vomiting in a bush outside the, uh, the concert venue. So it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> what we know now, we did not know then about trying to contain a virus. <laughs> What kind of precedes that is then a montage of just lots of the girls throwing up, talking about shitting. It's just, it was quite triggering to see it in this, through this current lens. (laughs) I have to admit, I wasn't expecting the first episode to be filled with an airborne virus, but, you know, that's just life imitating art, imitating life, as the greats say. (laughs) What am I talking about? Okay, so we're on to the final day, the performance day. (laughs) It opens with... These poor girls all getting actually checked out by, like, medics. (laughs) It was, like, so rough. So many shots of of girls laying in kind of courtyard Marriott, single beds, just looking really, really sad. I actually do feel really bad for them, because it's, like, the one thing you wouldn't expect to happen is to get an airborne virus when you're meant to be auditioning to be the seventh member of the Pussycat (laughs) Dolls. At this point, there's a great interview with uh, Chelsea, She's laying face down on the like the hotel couch in her room, but she's, <laughs> she's being interviewed laying face down with. just her face turned to the side, talking to the camera. I love that she is literally so weak she couldn't even sit up to have the interview. She's laying face down. she's like, "I don't feel so great." <laughs> then they have the goddamn audacity to be showing in like interstitial shots, Hollywood, California, Los Angeles, California. Being like, hey, these girls are sick, but at least they're in glamorous Hollywood. They're in Long Beach, okay? This is when my queen, Cicely, is standing in the corridor. She's just like, she's like, well, you know, doesn't happen if you go to bed early, does it? (laughs) They all fucking hate her. Oh my god, I love her so much. Oh, she's the best. We're treated to a lovely shot of one of the girls throwing up into a plastic bag in the van on the way to the theatre to do their final performances. It's like, this is disgusting. It's giving me real, I think because this is on CW and it's around the same time, I really felt like it was made from the America's Next Top Model kind of mould. Felt just the way it looked and the way everyone was dressed and the, just the style of it. I was like, oh my God, am I watching America's Next Top Model? Which is obviously going to be a series I can never actually tackle for this podcast because I think my brain will melt. <laughs> so they get to the theatre. This part is so funny the girls are all gathered on stage and robin anton's there and then basically mark mcgrath has to announce to them that there are <laughs> that there are literal doctors and ivs waiting for them at the side of the stage and while literally while they're like introducing like doing this two of the girls have to go and lay on these blankets by the side of the stage and get given ivs <laughs> so it's so funny because then Nicole Scherzinger comes out. She's going to be like the special guest judge. And she's like, just do what you got to do. And got to be fierce and be a, a doll in her like weird kind of Michael Jackson voice. And <laughs> they keep every time she's talking, you like give them a pep talk. They got to that girl, Chelsea, or I think I can't remember what the other girl's called, Sandra. And they're just like laying on the floor with IVs. Very good. It's great television. I will say that when they <laughs> when Nicole walked onto the stage, they they played Don't Cha. And actually, I think I, what I was going to try and do was take account of how many times the song Don't Show was played in this episode, and it just got actually to be too much. So <laughs> what I will say is if you haven't watched this and this recap is making you consider watching it, you really need to be okay with those first six singles. Otherwise, you're going to get so angry. Okay, so the first the first group come out. They're the ones doing hot stuff. And I think Shantae, oh God, she starts with it. Her vocals, whoa, mama. She's literally like, So I tried, but I won't give in. She sounded terrible. And then there's the other girl in the group called Mariella. I think she was in a bikini, like just a full on bikini. Like, I feel like there were like, they were shorts and a bikini top, but it was quite the outfit. I mean, good for her. She looked great. One of the Melissa's, I think it's Melissa S. She did a good job. She kind of saved the show in her kind of stripy dress. And then my queen, Cicely, was in this group. She's dead rocky. (laughs) She just wore jeans. (laughs) The rest of them all in like hot pants, you know, different crop tops, leggings, all kinds of get ups. She was just wearing jeans and like a dead Rocky t-shirt. She's a rock chick. What can I say? God, do you remember when people got called rock chicks? Oh, what a horrible term. Chick It's just a horrible word. Does anyone remember groovy chick? That was a real thing for a while. (laughs) I feel like every girl I knew had like a groovy chick pencil case at school. Oh God, I really hope that's not coming back. Anyone out there listening that knows teenagers, are they are they using groovy chick stationery at school these days? <laughs> so the girls come out for the next group, the ones that do loosen up my buttons, babe. And that poor girl, Sandra, that was on a drip. She's dressed like a sexy office manager. Yeah, she's wearing like a, a denim skirt with a white shirt that she's tied up around the waist. So yeah, she looks like an office manager who's like letting her hair down after work. I just made the note, Asia is a star. She was great in this group. And then they kind of finished this one. And there was a girl whose name is never mentioned. She's like a ghost haunting this one. I'm going to call her Barbara. So they just, you know, they do not even show her in a close-up. Just in the wide, I spotted Barbara was wearing, I think, like a black bra with some fishnet over it, black hot pants. And then those horrendous white fluffy, like, go-go dancer boots from, like, people who go to raves. It's like, oh, Barbara. Not a good look for you. This is why she didn't even get one second of airtime. She literally doesn't utter a word in this episode. Poor Barbara. Justice for Barbara. <laughs> and then the final group. Who mama. This is the I don't need a man group. They are so bad. <laughs> Let's just talk about Angelia's outfit for a second. Now, I think this is the one that, this is the one where she's definitely taken inspiration from Britney's Me Against the Music. So she's wearing a trilby. She's wearing a necktie. And then underneath the necktie, it was kind of like a vest top, with like another top over the top of it. But there was no collar for the tie. I know that much. The tie was very much just draped around her neck. And there was also like a diamante pin on the tie as well. It's real. It was a real confounding look. But I can't be. I can't be angry at her because that was really a style and a look at the time. So again, shout out to my girl Angelia. And then, the, oh my god, the cutaways to the judges during this performance—they were all just like. It literally ends with all of them like <laughs> they show like a wide shot and only like two of them are doing the choreography. One of these guys is literally just standing there holding a microphone. <laughs> and then this song ends and it's like you ain't around oh and like each one of them is singing like a different part of that line or those lines. Literally it's not even like they're singing the same line and some of them sound bad they were seven of them just completely different parts of the song and it just kind of ends and they're all like doo, 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 doo. so then they come out and we get the final lineup of girls that are going to be kind of the main focus of the show so they're going to be the ones that we're going to kind of be with for the next seven weeks so this is anastasia she's the tall one who actually knew about viruses and how to not spread an airborne virus so i like her a lot we had mariella i know that she could do a standing split so she's great We've got my Queen Sicily and Brittany. I don't remember much about Brittany. I just know she had very straightened hair and a really big mouth. Melissa S couldn't tell you which Melissa she was. Jamie, that's the girl they showed throwing up, Melissa R, another Melissa, Asia, who's a star, and Chelsea, who was interviewed FaceTown on the sofa. So those are gonna be the final girls. And then a lot of other girls whose names were never even given. Poor Barbara's just literally, she's almost like yanked off the stage with one of those like vaudeville hooks. They're like, Barbara, you and your fluffy boots, you're done. Get off the stage. And then <laughs> one of the, the episode ends, and I forgot that this was like the mechanic of this show, is that each member of each girl gets given a um, a pink feather boa. I think they have to give the boa back when they got like, kicked out of the show. <laughs> Very reminiscent of that BBC show searching for the next uh, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Oh, didn't they have to get on a, like a rainbow and fly off at the end and sing somewhere over the rainbow where they got eliminated? <laughs> now that is really funny. That is, that is cab. I do, I just think you remember girls like holding back tears sitting on like a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> like so, <weird. laughs> and I think all the other contestants had to wave at them as they left on like a mechanical rainbow. <laughs> oh well, we've come to the end of that episode. I mean, these are going to be a little shorter because I am by myself, and you know, compared to some of the other shows that we've done, a little less meat on the bone in this one. But seriously, what meat is there is succulent and juicy and and very very funny. So thank you for listening and I'm sorry if you've come just to hear Ben and you've been stuck with just me. I apologize profusely for that but I'm gonna be here for another seven weeks and he may be back from checking out the servers in international waters so you never know. It might just not be me for the end of this. All of the episodes are still currently on YouTube so please do watch along if you've enjoyed kind of recapping. I'd love to hear from you guys if you're watching your thoughts your feelings about search for the next doll and what i really want is everyone to love this so that ben is forced to do uh, the second series which is the girlicious search for that new girl band girlicious because i really want to get into that one but i just can't do it if this one's not gonna be popular enough so help me out here people okay thanks for listening bye you are right up main street oh you can't make me choose I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.